Welcome to Birds of a Feather. Episode 15, Birds of a Feather. This week, we got a lot of stuff we're talking about. Yes. We're talking about those Louisiana State University Tigers. Go Tigers. Congratulations on winning the national championship. Congrats. And congratulations on getting money from Odell Beckham. <laughs> Big facts. We're asking if King Henry, is he going to run the Titans all the way to the Super Bowl? I hope not. Oh, my God. That would be the boringest game ever. <laughs> And we and we also talk about obviously Antonio Brown and the downfall of our guy that we've been rocking with all season long, Lamar Jackson. He'll be back next season. That's okay, Zach. <laughs> the NBA right around the corner. We're almost at the halfway season. Russell Westbrook and Dame Dollars is currently heating up right now, and Dame Dollar always wins. <laughs> so that should be good. And at the end of the day, the Lakers are still going to win the championship. False. So you guys sit back, relax, stay locked in, enjoy. The, the show. show. Welcome to Birds, Welcome of, to a Birds of a Feather. Birds of a Feather, Season 2, Episode 15. My name is Brandon Heath. I am your co-host for this evening, and I'm sitting across this eagle table from my boy, my roll dog, Zacchaeus. What's really good, my G? Get the gag, get the gag. Get the gag, get the gag. <laughs> What's up, bro? We're here live and direct, bro. Episode two? No. Episode 15. Episode 15. It's the second episode of season two, though. Yes, you're Facts. right. That's what I thought. Yes. Yeah. See how I cleaned that up? Perfect. Because I'm perfect. Yes, sir. We are back in full effect, and we have a lot to talk about. We've been purposely not talking about the NFL playoffs because of when we post these things. These episodes, but today we're gonna talk about it. Go Tigers! <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna start off with the NFL. So the question that I'm gonna pose for episode 15 to Zach is: Can the master Derrick Henry run the Titans all the way into the Super Bowl and pass the Super Bowl into the Super Bowl champs? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? So you think he's just going to run them all the way to the Super Bowl? I mean, okay, this is my – I understand that he's been having a hell of a run, right? Don't you have his stats written down 100, over there? And 100, 182 yards. Okay. Hold on. I got to read all this. 182 yards in game number one. Against the Patriots. the Patriots. Okay. Then game number two, he has 195 yards. Now, I'm not really good at reading NFL stats as much as, as better as that because – so there's too many, there's too many numbers. <laughs> so let's see. Against New England, right? He had 34 attempts for 182 yards. Balling. All right. One touchdown. Uh yeah, one catch for 22 yards. And that was basically it. And they only and I know that they only threw the ball like 14 times. Fact. 13 times. Fact. Like and then, you know, in the the next round against the Baltimore Ravens, he had 30 carries for 195 yards and no touchdowns. But he did have a jump pass touchdown. Uh, oh, he threw it. He threw a remnants of uh, Tim Tebow. Yes, he threw, but, a, um, he threw a pass. I will say this: what I'm seeing from Derrick Henry is unheard of. I've never seen this before in my life. Yes. Um, not um, but <laughs> <laughs> I never, I, I never seen this before in my life. Derrick Henry is is running crazy and. I, I, I salute I salute the Titans because of the fact that they're going to run the football, period. Like, there's no 
there's no, okay, we got a game plan. They're going to come out with this crazy scheme. Da, 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 da. No. They're going to line you up, and they're going to run the football down your throat, and their thing is just stop it. Yeah. Stop us running you the football. You said it before. We all know what's coming. <laughs> Everybody knows what's coming. He fit him run. He's going to run the He's football. He's going to run the ball. Put all 11 guys in the box. Everybody like, don't even put no corners out there. Bring the safeties up. <laughs> Bring the corners in and just, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, but do I think it's sustainable? No. I don't think he's going to be able to go through the I AFC mean, championship. I mean, his last, the last few games, they didn't show. I mean, I didn't say it in the stats because the stats I pulled up was just for the playoffs. But the last few games in the season, he scored. He ran for over 100 yards too. So this is... Over 100 yards is like the fourth game in the row or the third game in the row right. that he ran for over 100 yards. But guess and what? And everybody knows. Like you said, everybody knew knows. This, the Patriots knew it. The Ravens definitely knew it. They, they stacked the box. It. They put eight. They Errol Thomas the box came eight. out and said it yeah. before the game. They, 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 they were so stacking crazy. the box up on them, and they just couldn't get past it. So Kansas City's defense – has gotten way better in a lot the second better. half of the season. A lot better. But in the first season, I mean, the first half of the season. Mediocre at best. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't too good. So, and how are they against the run? They're not great against the run, right? I mean, obviously with Derrick Henry running out, you, nobody's, nobody's great, great. <laughs> <laughs> against the run. Obviously, the Ravens just got exposed, and we thought that was probably one of the, you know, the top defenses in the league. Now, if he, let's say, hypothetically, he does run his way to the Super Bowl. And let's say, hypothetically, in, in, in the NFC side, the 49ers come out. That defense that they have oh, over there. they can stop the run. It's stout. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. That'll, be, that'll be a sight to see. That'll be a, that whole game will be a sight to see. But I will go back and say this, right? So everybody that's, you know, f- football mindset, right? Like played it, all of that. They know that playoff time, this is the time where it's cold. All right? So... When you say, okay, the past four games he had over 100 yards, yes, he did, but it's cold outside. So he kind of has he kind of has an advantage by running. Yeah. Nobody wants to tackle right uh, now. Yeah, oh, Nobody. yeah. Nobody. And, and it's cold? You have a 6'4", 260-pound running back coming at you straight up in the freezing cold. He looks even taller than 6'4". I'm like, yo, let me step out the way. You... <laughs> I just trying to make it back to my family and go back to this. Go back to I don't the want my frozen bones and shatter. That's once you I'm hit saying. me with the crazy stiff arm, you see that stiff that arm? stiff arm was crazy. But that like, and he talked so he talked so crazy to Earl Thomas after that play because before I don't know if you guys remember, but Earl Thomas came out and was like, "Hey, uh, I don't think the Patriots wanted to tackle him. I think he we we have a whole different you know we're we're going to tackle him. Basically, yeah. that's basically yeah, yeah, the yeah. gist of what he was saying. And he started to tackle him." And Derrick Henry stiffed-armed him, bro, twice in the same play. They said he stiffed on him so bad he turned to a lead bro, blocker. He, which he did. <laughs> if you saw the replay, it was hilarious. But he spun him around. He... <laughs> now, do I think that they can do I think that they can is there a chance they can make it to the Super Bowl? Well, obviously there's a chance, but I don't know if the way Patrick Mahomes is playing, though, the way that Chiefs offense is set up, Andy Reid, I salute you, sir. But the way that offense is set up, man, it's it's tough for me to see for me to think that they're not going to come in here and put up points and force force them to throw the football because you can't once you get behind you can't oh, run yeah. the football. No, yeah, true. But here's the thing, though: mm-hmm. the Titans string together these long four or five minute drives. They do of just running the ball down your throat, and then they end up scoring. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like, yes, Kansas City's. Offense, like I told you before, their offense is too potent. Ridiculous. Like their offense is just ridiculous. That like, are they going to get enough opportunities to get the ball though? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if the if the if Kansas City falls behind, 
like they fell behind the Tennessee Titans, it'll be tough. They can't win. They just can't. Like they, they would. They well, they, if they I'm kind of pulled off the against, the, against the Houston, against the Houston Texans, I mean, yeah. uh, if they fall off behind again, because if I'm the Titans and we're up even fourteen nothing, let's say, let's just say that happens, I'm not throwing at all. I'm Derek Henry just run. I'm stringing together the long, and it's going to be the most boring game <laughs> of all time. Well, no, no game can be worse than the Patriots Rams game, Patriots Rams Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah. No Super Bowl can be worse than that. But I mean, I'm excited, man. This is the first time in years to where I don't know who's going to win the Super Bowl. I I really don't know. Like I don't. Well, base case best case scenario. Okay, matchup Super Bowl matchup best case scenario. Go. Because I already have mine. Niners. I mean, yeah. Niners, Chiefs. Great yeah. defense, great offense. Facts. I would love to see that. Facts. I would that would, that, that would be fun. But realistic, do I want to count Aaron? Do you want to count Aaron Rodgers out one game before the Super Bowl? Yeah, I'm counting them out. I think the Niners are going to beat them. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. Aaron Rodgers? One game before the Super Bowl? They never, yo. They're they, playing lights out. But they have not strung together a one solid good game the whole season. Well, all let, of their wins have been ugly. All their wins have been ugly, and it wasn't no difference against uh, Seattle. But Seattle plays every team hard, though. Yeah, I know. But we beat Green Bay in the play, uh, not in the playoffs. We beat right Green Bay in the regular season. All their in, in the wins that they did have were just like, ooh, oh, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, I mean, they all were like that. Yeah, he didn't like he he wasn't just airing it out all year and that's just going saying. crazy. Yeah, that's right, that's right. But on the other side of that, though, like it's just. I don't know. He might he might choose to string together his best game of the whole season tomorrow because he's like, all right, this is one game before the Super Bowl. If I if we lose this game, it's because of me. Period. And if I'm Aaron Rodgers, it, first of all, we know that Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in, in the top in the four teams. We know that. All right. Well, no, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is better than Aaron Rodgers right now. Right now, but historically, historically, long term, as far Rogers. as the career and everything like that, yes, Aaron yeah. Rodgers is the man. So. If he's going to lose in the NFC Championship game, it's going to be because of him. Guaranteed. But I want to see. I don't. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Niners Chiefs would be the best. If we see Green Bay Chiefs, no. I feel like the Chiefs would smack them because Green Bay's defense is not stopping the Chiefs at all. Like not even a little, bit. but their defense ha- is what's been winning them games this year, though. Z- not not Smith, against the Chiefs, the Smith brothers. That's what they call them: Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith. Not against the Chiefs. Yeah. The worst case scenario, worst case scenario, is seeing Tennessee against anybody. Honestly, I mean Titans, Titans, Niners will be boring. Titans, Niners would be boring. Titans, Green Bay would be boring. All you want to see is Aaron Rodgers, but it's gonna be wild. I, I, the Titans, they they gotta they gotta go home. I'm sorry, it's been fun, but that's enough. <laughs> that's that's enough. King Henry, that's what they call him now. King Henry crowned himself. Really? Yes, bro. He's King I Henry. I cannot believe. Can we talk about for a second what they did against our boy, who we've been gassing up all year, all oh, season one? I knew. Like, if y'all listen to us all throughout the first season, ever since we started this podcast, Zach said it before the season. I said it. We said it during the season. Lamar Jackson is a dog. Lamar Jackson is a dog. <laughs> Every week we talked about the Eagles and Lamar Jackson. Fact. We had a whole segment for this dude. And he comes out and lays that egg. But, okay, but this is my thing, though. He balled out still, though. He had 300 yards He had three hundred yards passing, 
100 yards rushing. Like, his team didn't step up. That his team defense, didn't catch balls. That defense he didn't step up. He made mistakes, though. He did. He, he made he a didn't few look, mistakes. He didn't look like Lamar Jackson that we saw during the regular season. And his team did have a lot of drop balls. They, they dropped a lot. They dropped a lot, a lot of – Oh, crucial. I was about to crucial say that. Crucial catches. catches. Those tight ends, they were dropping. And – Marquise Brown kind of went off a little bit though, yeah. and I was kind of like, oh, we could have had him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but I mean, he is a little injury prone though. Yeah, he even got hurt in that game too. He had an amazing season though. He did. But I, I mean, Lamar Jackson. Do I think it's tarnished anything that he's done this season? Though? No, of no. course not. Yeah, and people not. and people were coming out and bashing. Oh him. yeah, it's like relax. And but relax. those people right there, those people are just ignorant. You yeah. guys are not real football watchers. Yeah, you guys are just. Yeah, I don't like I don't like y'all. No, and then <laughs> like, and then coming off of the I don't buy, know nothing about football. That's what a lot of people were saying, and I've always been a fan of. I don't want a bye week coming into the playoffs. I just don't. It's tough. I I personally, I never would want the Eagles to have that. Me personally, because it is tough. Like you, you're playing against a team that it depends on how the regular season went. But let's say the Eagles regular season, mm-hmm. like. We had to fight our way to get to the playoffs. Right. So we strung together some wins going into the playoffs. That's what you want going into the playoffs. You want the momentum. The momentum. That winning momentum going into the playoffs. Because once you get that going into the playoffs in, in NFL, anything can happen. Like you could you could string together a few wins and and win the Super Bowl. You saw that with the Giants a few yeah. years. I mean them teams were trash. The Giants, the, the two years that they won, they weren't trash, but they they weren't the best on a regular season. They just got hot at the right time yeah. and then they won. They did. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if I'm the Ravens, I don't want to play any of these teams that won a few games before they to, to make it to the wild card weekend. Mm-hmm. Then get to wild card weekend and win. Now they're playing me and we've been relaxing for the past couple weeks. Cause the Ravens have been in the playoffs since like what, week 13, week 12, something like that. You yeah, know what I mean? Been in there. So they've been kind of been coasting, you know? Now they have the game where they have to play perfect, and it's like, yo, y'all been in the bed for the last week, two weeks. That's you know true. what I'm saying? But And then on the other side of that, too, right, you think about, you think about, like, Lamar Jackson, and you think about, like you said, the momentum, the momentum thing, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, that wild card weekend, whoever wins that game, they're amped. Oh, yeah. They feel like. Because you know that game is like okay, we weren't really supposed, to, supposed be to be here, here but, but we're here. We're giving y'all a chance, so let's see. So once you win that game, you get back. You're like, yeah, yeah, bring them, bring, bring Baltimore. I'm ready, Lamar. I'm ready. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's just like it's just one of those things to where it's like, dang, Lamar's like, all right, and I've been resting. Yeah, I, that's what I'm you saying. saying. All right, let me get out here first quarter. All right, you know what I'm saying? But. If you come out and get punched in the mouth like they did, it's tough to bounce back. It's tough. It's tough. And it's mad. I'm sad because watching that game all the way even up until the fourth quarter, beginning of the fourth, I'm like, nah, Lamar's gonna come back. I think was we. I think we were texting during that game. Yeah, we was. And I was like, and you said at first, you were like, nah, he'll be all right. Like, all right good. I thought he was gonna be straight. But nah, he wasn't. But everybody knew watching that Kansas City Texans game. Yo, when it, so when they got up 14 nothing, I was like, nah, I'm not sweating. I'm like, this Kansas City Chiefs team is too good. Patrick Mahomes is too good. Now, when they got up 21 nothing, I was like, that's when I was like, ooh, I think this is over. When I saw Deshaun <laughs> watching air guitar, he's out there air guitar like the game is over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, game's over. But 14, I wasn't worried. 21, I was like, I think this game is over. <laughs> Yo, this is what happened, too. I kid you not. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking the game is over. It was Sunday. Um, I was up late and I went to church, and so I came back to the crib and was watching the game, but fell asleep. Um, doze off, doze back on. It was twenty one nothing, and I'm like, "Oh, this game is over." Passed out, sleep. 
Woke up and it was like 24 21. I say, what the, what the, before the half? Bro. I'm like, it's, it's halftime. And I woke up and they're up. Bro, they scored. Once I saw that, over. They went crazy in one quarter. Patrick Mahomes, like, he went to the sideline. He gathered everybody on offense and he told him straight away, look, we're not going to go outside like this. Like, it's not going to happen like this. You know what I'm saying? And then when you turn around, they go out and ball out. He balls out. He takes, he, as a captain should, right? Yeah. As a quarterback of the team should, he went out and, and balled. Which is like, look, I'm not going to go outside like this. Not. And so, I'm happy. I'm happy too because I'm happy for Andy Reid. But kudos, uh, but just getting back to the Tennessee Titans, man, kudos to you, Mike Vrabel, man, because those boys was ready, though. They they were ready for them. Like, they knew what they were going to do. They came in, and they played lights out. But it all ends. It all ends. It has to end. No, nah, it, it definitely has to end, because I really don't want to see Derrick Henry run his way to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, Derrick Henry, salute, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? You balling out, bro, but... It, you know, this new league and the way, you know, it is now, like, I want to see airing out. You know what I'm saying? I want to see 50-point games, 40-point games. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to see a 17-16 game, Derrick Henry rest for 200 yards, two touchdowns, and they kicked the a field goal, too. <laughs> and his two touchdowns came within three yards. Like, they were on the goal line. Red he just punched place. it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to see that. Man. Nah, I want to see true. somebody pick, run it back, fumble on the way. Like, oh, that <laughs> You know, that's the Super Bowl I want. But he wants to see them wide receivers go crazy. I do. My thing is, what's up with these wide receivers? <laughs> why, why, why are wide receivers so crazy? What is up with these guys? Yo, and I told you that way back when I first met you, like way back when, I told you, because I met you, I mean, you were talking, yeah, I used to play football. I'm like, oh, where are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My receiver type bull, huh? Yeah, it was my receiver. I was like, yeah, what's wrong with y'all? <laughs> like, all y'all are crazy. They're like, no, nah, we not crazy. And I went through the line. I was like, Ocho Seiko, <laughs> Terrell Owens. Uh, like, I just went through the line of all the, you're like, do you go, uh-uh. well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I will say this though, like, wide receivers are prima donnas a little bit, but they can be though. Because the quarterback needs them, and and they know it. Like, what do you mean for you to have success? Obviously, if you, if you're any team but the Tennessee Titans, you have to <laughs> you have to throw the football. You have to throw the football. Yeah. You have to be confident throwing the football that you're throwing it to somebody that's going to be able to go out there and make plays. And that person has to have confidence. Jerry Rice said it: look good, feel, feel good, look good, play good. All right, I guess so that's why they be but out. They be out there, babies. <laughs> Stefan Diggs is winning the game. I'm not getting the ball. Look at the score. <laughs> we're winning. I mean, I yeah. know you're sick. Yeah, you want to? Oh, I want to be flashy and score a touchdown. Yes, but we're winning. So <laughs> now, if we win, you get another chance to score more touchdowns. But if we lose, you go to Cabo. So <laughs> Cabo or Ring? That's what I'm saying. It looks like they pick Cabo. Facts. <laughs> but. What's up with your boy Odell Beckham Jr.? So actually, I just, it just came across today. They did drop the charges on for for the whole thing. But get the gag, get the gag, <laughs> get the gag, get the gag. Go Tigers! I mean, he was just excited. Like you can't. How can you knock the man for? Okay, he probably was a little faded. Okay, he's not. He was 
definitely faded. <laughs> okay, okay. So he was he was the equivalent. Remember when the Eagles won the Super Bowl? Right. And remember Kevin Hart was around on the Super Bowl ground, wilding out. Right. Jumped on the air, started cussing. He was like, oh, and then just walked off the stage. They tried to come on the stage, and they're like, yeah, chill. He's like, I'm Kevin Hart, And he though. fell, and he fell. <laughs> I remember that. And he that this is Odell Beckham. Well, Odell okay. Beckham was Kevin Hart. And, and, and let me go through a couple of things before we actually get to the situation, right? How would you feel if this happened to you? You probably had one of the craziest seasons ever. You shut your mouth for the full season. All right. You didn't you wasn't you didn't come out and make you didn't come out and like make the Browns about Odell Beckham. The the media made the Browns about Odell Beckham, Baker Mayfield, and he Freddie Kitchens. Was, he was starting some stuff on the sidelines at the end of the season. Well, I mean, at you that saw point. Him on he, the sideline, walling out. But, but when he was in front of the media, when he's yeah. in front of the media, you know what I'm saying? He answered the questions correctly. He didn't yeah. like. Because when he was in New York, he would say whatever oh, he yeah. wanted to say. Yeah, yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? And it wasn't, it wasn't that this year. It wasn't that this time. So, so one, you just had a disappointing season when everybody thought, okay, this is the year the Browns finally make the playoffs, right? They don't. One. Two. All right, it's the off season. You've been training all year long. All right, so now, yeah, you want to relax a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna have me a couple of drinks before my alma mater yeah. goes and wins a national championship. Yeah. I'm gonna be fading on the sidelines, lit. Like, what do you mean? And then on top of that, you telling me we win, and I'm here. Oh my god, I'm lit. Like, what's going on? Da-da-da-da-da. So I'm on the field. And yeah, I'm giving players to my young homies. I'm giving them money. <laughs> so, bro, my boy. You're trying to, you're trying to normalize Listen, all this wild stuff. I'm putting it, I'm putting it realistically. So funny, like, I'm putting it realistically, okay? You're like, yeah, I was drunk. Yeah, I'll push some people. Yeah, I did some illegal stuff, but I was lit. No. <laughs> but listen, though. But listen, though. But listen. So they win a championship. So now... He has, mind you, he just signed a crazy deal. We just remember he's like one of the highest yeah. pay wide receivers ever. So, yeah, I'm on the field. My young homies who I've seen grinding all year long, who I've been talking to for years trying to get them to finally get to this level, they win it. I might got a couple couple thousand in my pockets. I'm going to walk it. My boy, you know what I'm saying? My boy, thank you. Thank you for bringing us this chip back to Louisiana. Thank you because I couldn't do it. So, like, mm, then he gets to the locker room. Okay, they're celebrating. What the hell is the police officers doing in the locker room anyway? Yo, so it looked like they were. Um, it was the safety officers. They were mad because they were smoking cigars in the locker room. Okay, Which, but they were looking at the water bottles like they like the kids were drinking because they're they would be underage drinking. Well, I don't know. They might have been. He might have been. Because did you see the, the one receiver he was looking at the water bottle? I did. But I he probably I was like, it's just water, officer. This is Gatorade. <laughs> Put a little something, something in there, though. <laughs> but my my whole thing, my whole thing with that is, first of all, what what are you guys doing in the locker room? That should be players, family, yeah, you coaches. Right. Yeah, they just won I, the I, national yo, championship. Yeah, I agree with that too. It's just like, yo, there are young kids that just won on the biggest stage, and they don't get paid for it. They don't get paid for it. They Let just them have fun. You know what I'm saying? It might smell a little smoky afterwards, yeah. but I mean, you can air it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. Like let them let them enjoy this moment. Yeah. Going down as probably the greatest team in you know NCAA history. Like let them enjoy. It. And then so Odell Beckham's in there having fun with the young guys, and he's you know the officers messing with his probably his little homie. So he probably wanted to take the attention away because he probably had something in that water bottle. Yeah. Now that I think about it, yeah. So he probably was trying to take the attention away because I saw it. how yeah. he looked. 
So now it's all coming together now. Because yeah. I saw how you... You don't know that for sure now. I'm just saying, though. But, but what it's you a good, said yeah, it's a is good a good look. point. Because yeah. if you think about it, like, he was looking at the player as the officer was talking, and he was just like... And then that's when he was like... Uh. Slap him on the butt. Yeah, like... Try to take the attention off away. the young boy. Exactly. Yeah. And then that's he true. was like, get the gag, get the gag. <laughs> get the gag, get the gag. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, let let him enjoy this. Like, he's enjoying it with... These kids look up to him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... He coming around, giving y'all bread, telling y'all congratulations. All the players, they all the players after after the whole championship thing, all like the the big guys, Tyron Matthews, Patrick Peterson, all the NFL guys, they took them all out. They all went out with with them after after the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like let the man here's, live. Now, did he take it a little too far? Maybe he did. He, he took it way too far. So here's the thing: like I've I always tell people, this is why I don't drink. This is why I don't drink. Seriously. Well, there's a bunch of reasons why I don't drink. But one of the reasons I, I don't drink is because, like, nothing ever good comes from it. I always hear these, I got drunk stories, and I got arrested. Or, <laughs> I got a nosebleed because someone punched me in the face. <laughs> Something crazy happened. It's like, yo, like, he was obviously lit. Yeah. Clearly, he was lit. But he had every right to be lit, though. It wasn't like he I was mean, just. He's a grown man. He can do whatever he wants. But, like, I don't know, man. Slap it on a. <laughs> First, it was hilarious. Ta- like, it was like. No, that was a slap. That was not a tap. <laughs> get the gag. Get the gag. That was, that was a slap. <laughs> that was a full-fledged zap, slap. But the thing that you said that I thought was weird, too, was you. Saw, everyone saw the video. He slapped him on the butt. Then he started doing the get the gag. <laughs> and then it looked like the officer just looked at him and kind of, like, ignored him. Looked like he looked at him and said something and then just, like, ignored him and kept going back to raiding or whatever he was doing in there. You know what I mean? And then you hear a few days, a few days later, you hear, oh, this warrant out for Odell Beckham Jr.'s arrest in Louisiana for what he did. It's like, <laughs> so what y'all just thought about it and go, you know what? That's low-key disrespectful. Go get him. <laughs> like, what? That man could be anywhere across the whole world. In <laughs> fact, all the money he has. Obviously, he has a lot of money by just handing it out to the players on the team. And you, that's crazy, too. You told me that. That's insane. But, yo, so, okay, so I understand that there's a rule, you know, the players can't get paid, all that stuff. It's a violation. It's an NCAA violation. But Odell Beckham isn't, I mean, I guess technically he is because he's an alumni. But he's not a part of LSU anymore. He's not. Like, he's in he's his own, he's a grown man, his own person. I mean, he plays in the NFL, but he does his own thing. He's his own business, yeah. So why can't him as his own person hand out money if he wants to, hand out money to the LSU players? Like, why is like why is that a violation of NCAA? Because I know it's a violation of NCAA if you're recruiting and you give high school players money or a car or anything like that. You're not supposed to do it. I mean, they still do it. But you're not supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. Or if you're the NFL and you're the team, the Bengals, whoever – and you're giving out, you're giving players money or incentives to come play for their team or whatever, whatever, whatever. I know you're not supposed to do that. But Odell, Odell Beckham is just like, like, why is that a violation? Well, I think it's because the aspect, the aspect that he did it in, it was, it was nationally televised. Like, for instance, for example, if he saw Joe Burrow on the street, mm. right, and was like, here goes some money, bro, just here you go. I don't think that would have been a problem. I don't think I don't know the rules. Yeah, I don't because I, I I didn't research. I probably should have did it when we were doing our when we were putting the show together today. But mm. I don't know the exact rule. But I feel like if he did it under under wraps kind of thing, it wouldn't have been an issue. Yeah. But the fact that he did it on national TV, CNN cameras, every you know what I'm saying everybody's focused on that moment. Yeah. And he's just like handing out bread. Like it's just 
impermissible benefits yeah. is what they call it. Because yeah. technically, he's an alumni of LSU. Yeah. So it's kind of like a booster. You get it now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. And that's how, that's how the NCAA is looking at it. Now, he may be a booster. He may not. You know, like he may be somebody that donates to the program every single year because he graduated. True. Yeah, and if that's the case, that's illegal. You can't do that. You know what I'm saying? You can pay for stuff like facilities and 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 send shoes and all this stuff, but you can't come in here. Here's here's a hundred thousand dollars. Here's five hundred thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? You can't do that. And I think that's that's where the disconnect came in at. Well, if I'm an LSU player, I'm taking it. But listen, if I'm a player and I didn't get no money, I'm calling Odell like, where my rack at? I would rather deal with Odell Beckham and his LSU thing than deal with Antonio Brown, though. <laughs> now, <laughs> I will say this. Now, what, the question that you asked me is, what's up, with, uh, what's, what's up with the wide receivers? I can't explain this for Antonio Brown. You know, <laughs> you know my take on Antonio Brown, and I, and I feel like I'm so right. And like somebody needs to come and pay me for saying this early. He has CTE. It's obvious. Get the man some help ASAP. Something is wrong. Something is mentally wrong with that man. And and it's sad because he's so he's uber talented. He's uber talented. And it's like he's built this platform and he's done all this. But dude, like, for those of you that don't know, there's always some Antonio Brown stuff going on to the point where I don't think no team is going to touch him now. He might have. I mean, he, tra- out he of the trained league. for the Saints. I, I saw that. Um, but I think after everything that, that goes on with him, they're like, you know what? We don't. We don't want the drama. Like we, we just don't want the. He's going to have to get help. Net, like visually, people are going to have yeah. to see him trying to be better before he gets another opportunity. Yeah. And that's but a fact. Everyone knows the whole story of Antonio Brown. But recently, what happened is he jumped on Instagram, which is. The most disrespectful thing. He jumps on Instagram. It was Instagram Live? I think yes, it was it live. was live. It was live. He started a live show on Instagram, a live feed on Instagram, when he called the cops on his baby moms for, she had the keys to his Bentley. Yes. And I guess she had the keys to the crib, too, because she's his baby mom. She's the mother of both of his kids, right? Both of them. Both of his kids. So she's obviously... Trying to see her kids or trying to be around her baby father or she got him a car, whatever, whatever. And he decides to call the cops because he's done with her. He moved on to some other shorty, some Instagram model he's been posing oh, with. I don't even know. Oh, I know. He's been posting and posing with some Instagram model who has fake everything. <laughs> Literally fake everything. Lips and everything else. Anyway, wow. so um, so now he called the cops and then he started a live feed when the cops were there and he was just, you know, Antonio Brown. He was talking all trash. She got the keys to my car. She got the keys to the house. You think she can afford that car? She can't afford that car. Think she can afford this house? No, she can't afford that house. Like, just bashing her. I don't know if the kids was... Was the kids there? The kids were live and direct. Oh, okay. I didn't see the kids in the Man. thing. But I know they live with him, right? I don't know. They was with mommy or daddy. And both yeah, mommy yeah. and daddy were there. That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. And ugh, the kids... That's the thing that that's the thing right there that put me over the top with Antonio Brown. It's one thing to not get along with your baby mom, yeah, right. It's another thing to just really dislike her to the T, yeah. But once you berate her in front of your kids, because guess what? At the end of the day, no matter what you do, no matter what happens, that's their mother, regardless. Yo, it's so crazy you said that because 
my girlfriend just made me listen to a T.D. Jake sermon. Okay. And in his sermon, he said, and I quote, if you're in a relationship and you get into physical altercations or domestic disputes publicly like that, or even in privately, but it's really bad, and for your parent, that's half of you. So, like, who you are is half your mom, half your dad. You got tendency to your mom, tendency to your dad. You may lean towards the other one or whatever, but you're you're an image of both of them. Right. So, when you're calling the cops on my mom and yelling at my mom and calling my mom names on live Instagram, it's like you calling half of me names. You know what I mean? It's like you yelling at half of me. And you may not realize it, but that's why you have those tiffs and families and stuff and those issues because it's like, yo, like... You were bashing my mom's, bro. I understand, like, you don't like her no more, but I'm your son, and that's my mom. Like, that's, that's why mom. you should have yeah. respect. You know, you may go through all this crap, and it's just like, yo, like, I don't like her. I'm not with her. I'm with someone else. Whatever. You know what I mean? Fine. Do your thing. But, like, at the end of the day, she's the mother of your kids, bro. Like, you can't. Have some have some sort of respect. You have to have respect. Like, have some sort of respect. For and, your kids. Yeah. If if not for anybody else, yeah. not about it's not about her. Yeah, it's about those kids in that. Because guess what, it was it was on Instagram Live. He's Antonio Brown. Those kids are going to see that video one day. Oh yeah, guaranteed. And they're going to come to you and be like, "Yo, pops, what? Like this is why crazy. you had to go? Why you had to take it all the way there?" And he's yeah. going to have to explain that. And if they come at him like, "Yo, if I ever hear you say anything, any, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm you I'm foul out. for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You foul. And like he's going to have to deal with that. And yeah. So I'm like I said, man. The man needs help, man. Drew Rosenhaus, his agent, one of the best agents in the in the world, dropped him yeah. and said, "Listen, I'm not representing this man anymore. <laughs> so I can't with this dude until he gets some help." And <laughs> yeah, everybody's saying the same thing, man. The man needs help, man, and I'm scared for Antonio Brown. Now I'm scared. Yo, I, it was really at some point I was really like, you know, Antonio Brown kept coming out because I know a lot of people lie on these people, and what my something my mother always told me is you never really know the full story. Like, you never really know the full story. It's three parts, yeah. Or what people say. People say that all the time. They go, there's, there's three parts to every story. Her or whoever's fighting, the two parts and the truth. Right. So that's true. But some, another thing is where there's smoke, there's fire. So multiple teams have had problems with you. Okay? Right. Multiple women have had problems with you. Multiple agents have had problems with you. Something's wrong with you, bro. You're like, the issue. <laughs> you're the issue, bro. Like it can't right. be. Yeah, he crazy. Yeah, he crazy. Yeah, he crazy. And then I'm over here like, now nah, all y'all crazy. It's like y'all don't yo. understand me. <laughs> it's like, come on now, <laughs> okay, bro. bro. Something's wrong with you, and you need to get that together because you crazy. Like I said, man, I'm I'm scared for him, but I'm praying for him though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm praying for him, man. Please, please, viewers out there, birds of a feather, viewers out there, keep Antonio Brown in your prayers, man, because something <laughs> something is definitely wrong with that man. But as far as Odell goes. Hey man, like, relax. Keep just keep doing you, but just oh, tone it, crazy. Just tone it down a little bit, man. Especially when it comes, bro. You're affecting these kids' lives, man. <laughs> relax. And most of these kids not going to be able to go to the NFL. That's why college sports is so amazing because not only are these kids not getting paid, but half of them aren't going to be big. Half of them, this is the last time they play this game. You know what I'm saying? Especially in basketball. I don't know about football, but I know in basketball. More than half of that team isn't going to be in the NBA. They're not going to play overseas. That's it. They're going to go get regular jobs right. and go do their thing and then be watching TV and watching their teammate play and go, yo, I used to play with that bull right there. 
That used to be my boy. Yeah, they they all gonna still have skills. They gonna go to the courts, they local rec centers or they local LA fitnesses and hoop and be like, yo, I was and that train dude. I little for kids. Crazy. Yeah. Or I played for Wichita State or whatever and be like, yeah, I was that dude. Yo, you didn't make it to the league. <laughs> I wasn't good enough. You're a bum. Yeah, you know what I mean. Why like, are you talking to me? Yeah, like it's just crazy. Like, but I mean, in, in that in that situation, you know, like especially the situation that he put the kids at LSU in and the 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 school yeah, right because yeah. at the end of the day if something happens if something does come out the sanctions are going to come down on the school yeah not on odell beckham not on justin jefferson joe burrow and all those other stars it's going to come down on the future of the football program you know what i'm saying so I, yeah. like i said I, I just think that he could have did it a little differently but he wasn't he wasn't even thinking in, in the moment just winning a national championship like he wasn't thinking man and I mean, but I mean, at the end of the day, you those are the moments where you need to think the most. Yeah. yeah. So let me we we haven't talked about the NFL playoffs in a while, so let me run through real quick. Um, as we all know, Seattle played Philadelphia, and we did talk about this on the air uh, in the wild card, and the Eagles lost. Um, and Seattle moved forward. Minnesota played New Orleans, and. New Orleans lost again. I swear, I I thought New Orleans was going to be there in the end, but they just got they just have uh, Minnesota just has New Orleans numbers. Yeah, period. And I, we talked about this. It wasn't on the air, but we talked about this. I just feel bad for New Orleans, man. I feel bad. I really do feel bad for them because they just they play. They're the most amazing regular season team, but they're okay because <laughs> they're okay because LSU just won the national championship. So it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. we lost, like Louisiana, we lost, but. We won too, so it's like you know, like they can they can breathe and make it to next year. Like yeah. you're not going to hear anything like oh posting the billboards yeah. in yeah. cities like yeah. oh we got cheap like you're they not, got a chip. yeah because they got a, a chip somewhere else. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Or like if the Pelicans would have won, they'll be lit. You know yeah. so so then in the divisional round, um, in the NFC, the Seattle Seahawks played the Green Bay Packers. This one just happened last weekend, and Green Bay pulled it out. Aaron Rodgers did it. He pulled it out in a pretty ugly Aaron game. Aaron Rodgers. In a pretty ugly game. See, uh, well, Aaron Rodgers was beating up on him in the beginning, and then, like you said, Russell Wilson just <laughs> put the team on his back and almost pulled it out. I, t- I mean, I stated in the beginning of the season, man, if if the Seahawks do anything. It's because of him. It's because of Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson alone. Yeah. Period. Then you got the Niners versus Minnesota, and the Niners just, you know, you know what the Niners do. They do what they do. You know what I mean? That defense, that defensive line, that, no, the defense as a whole for the Niners is crazy. Crazy. And, and you know what makes it even worse? They're all young. All of them <laughs> yeah, are young. Richard yeah. Sherman, obviously Richard Sherman is the old, like the oldest, but. Oh, hey, yeah. Everybody there. Is young. My every everybody on that and defense that's fly. starting. Everybody on that defense that's starting right now, straight up have they had to be in the league, the league for at least five years or less. Every starter on defense, they can fly and they're aggressive. Aggressive. And now they see the now the Niners see the Green Bay Packers in the NFC Championship coming up this weekend. Who you got? Oh, the Niners. Yeah, I think the Niners are going to – I mean, because I told you, and I told you this off the air too, Green Bay uh, can't string together a full good game. They just can't do it. And against the Niners, you have to. Going to the AFC, the Bills played the Texans in a pretty crazy game. That was crazy. That was probably the most entertaining game since the game I want to talk about soon. But uh, 
<laughs> the Buffalo Bills, man, like they just played everyone so tough, and in this game, they just was hand. Well, Houston was trying to hand the game over to the Buffalo Bills, but they just kept making dumb decision after dumb decision. They did stuff in that game, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I was questioning. I was questioning what? the sanity of Josh Allen at one point during that game. Yo, I'm like, like is he all the way there? What's going on with him? Does he have a concussion right now? What's happening? <laughs> Like, what's going on? Yo, just the two quick, the two dumbest things he did. The first dumb thing he did was he took like a 15 yard, 15, 20 yard sack. <laughs> bro, it was he, like 30 he yards. He ran the opposite way. And they're like, yo, we got to score down here, bro. Where are you going? And then took a sack. Didn't throw it away. Listen, it, sack. if I was playing on offense, I would have went back and tackled him. <laughs> Be like, yo, you tripping. <laughs> then, then. I think no, no, no. Was this? Did he do this in overtime when he tried to lateral it in overtime, or was that in that was an that OT? Was in the fourth? It was an OT. Yo, he's driving. Didn't need to do it, as you said. Didn't have to do it. Didn't need to do it. Lateraled the ball back to I believe his tight end. Tight end was like, what? I'm getting what? I, why? Why? Why are you giving me this ball? And thank God he had the know with all to just knock it out, knock of, bounds. out of bounds. But like, why? You're, that's the epitome of doing too much. That's the definition of doing too much. I think. I think if I was the head coach of the Bills at that point, I would have took him like took him out for one play. For one play. No, so like, yeah. Yo, yo, yeah. What's going on? Like, you okay? <laughs> like, yo, you good? All right, because we're trying to win this game, and I don't know what that no, was, but you need to get it together. I hundred percent would have did the same thing. Like, I would just took him out, put the second string quarterback in there, just run the ball, right? Do a normal run, and just be like, slap him in it. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Are you good? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so Houston, uh, Houston pulled it out. Also from a crazy, crazy Deshaun Watson, the double hit that I think was insane. Now you say it was bad tackling. I'm saying horrible tackling. Boy got rocked. Horrible. Not tackling. once, but twice. Rocked. Horrible tackling. It stayed on it and threw a dart. <laughs> Listen, so. football one on one. Wrap up. Okay. Period. I know, but he got smacked. It took one person to wrap up. The game would have been over. That's it. One person. And then uh, the dynasty, the cheating dynasty, went down, which I have a conspiracy theory on that. You want to hear my conspiracy theory? Go ahead. I can't wait for this. Go ahead. This is going to sound crazy, but I I believe this. I think New England Patriots got caught cheating so many times that they were like, yo, huddle up. Yo, we can't win every year. Cause it's starting to look bad now. <laughs> so let's just let's just lose this year, okay? Everyone's gonna talk about the dynasty is over. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> then we'll get back to our cheating ways in the off season. <laughs> we'll study all of our cheating tapes and recordings that we built up over the past decade, and then and then we'll come out and we'll win next year, okay? Deal. One, two, three. Lose the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> I really think that. I think they were caught cheating so many times. They're like, yo, we can't win every year. Let's just lose this year. We'll be back next year. Oh, my God, bro. That is hilarious. <laughs> I didn't think that. That's crazy. So, Tennessee so Tennessee uh, beat New England, and I was happy about it because I hate New England. I was happy, too. I was happy. So, now that set up a Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs. AFC divisional round, and then the Baltimore Ravens versus the Tennessee Titans divisional round, and tell the world what happened with the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans. Lamar lost. King Henry ran the ball down their throat. Period. Ran it like crazy, and Lamar just looked. 
he just looked like he had a couple weeks off. He did, and it's sad. not just him. Like, and and, that, and that's another thing. That's another thing. Like, he's one player. Yeah. Okay. Out of twenty two, so he out of he's one player out of twenty two. So there's twenty one other human beings that are at the tip top shape, right? That are the best athletes in the world, and y'all let them down too. Yeah. Like, if I come out three hundred yards, three hundred yards passing, one hundred yard rushing, like any quarterback, that's a good game. Yeah. All right, that's a good game. Now, yeah. did, did he miss a couple throws? Yes. Did he make a couple bad decisions? Yes. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day. The defense could have stepped up for him. Yep. Somebody could have. He's been carrying y'all all year. Why not one person step up and, and make plays for Lamar Jackson? At least today? make catches. Just make catches. There were so many drop balls. It was crazy. So that sets up a Tennessee Titans versus Kansas City Chiefs AFC Championship coming up this weekend. Zach, who do you got? And the home of the... Jeez. I got Kansas City, man. My boy, Andy Reid. I'm telling you, he's finally finna win a chip this year. Please win a chip, Andy. Please. I agree. Listen, nobody's nobody's stopping that offense. All right? Nope. But yeah, nobody's stopping that offense. Nobody's stopping Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Oh, yeah. Miko Harmon. Who's the other wide receiver they have? Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. I did not know he played for Clemson with DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. That was a that was horrible. Crazy. That was scary. Yo, super scary. And it had CJ Spiller that year. Ugh. Remember CJ Spiller? Yeah. Todd Boyd. Todd Boyd's a bum. <laughs> CJ Spiller didn't make it. But hey, those I mean, those two guys are still still trucking along. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins is probably probably top five wide receivers in the NF, uh, NFL. Well, he is not probably. And then Sammy Watkins is a nice a nice piece to have. How yeah. about that? Yeah. Well, yep. That's what we got coming up. Um, I agree with Zach. I got Kansas City and San Francisco in the Super Bowl. And again, I I think that's the best matchup. Zach says it's the best matchup as well. Who wins? That's going to be a really – I don't know, man. I don't know. Because Kansas City, obviously, they look – their offense looks as potent as I've ever seen. But – Pause. Aha, y'all have to wait for our picks. Ah, ha, ha, ha. I like that. Good job, Zach. <laughs> but but yeah. we talked about we talked about Odell Beckham, but we didn't talk about the number one thing, which is Congratulations. <laughs> LSU yeah. for winning the national championship. Go I know, Tigers. I know Zach was excited. Go Tigers. That's his team. Go Tigers. He loves LSU. Go Tigers. I thought that. Get the gag. Get the gag. I thought get the that. Gag. Get the gag. The LSU, I thought the LSU Tigers were going to lose. And then in the first half, all I wanted was for Clemson to keep it close. And they were keeping it close. And then I text Zach. He's scared. And Zach didn't even text me back. You know how I, that, that's how I know he was scared. <laughs> Well, Brandon knows one thing. He can't text me during the game because he knows I'm not going to respond. <laughs> I hate getting text messages while I'm watching football. While I'm watching my team, and, I hate it. And, like, you hate, like, and you hate getting calls. Too. Listen, I hate any anything. Like, I'm strictly focused. Like, <laughs> like even sometimes my son, I'm like, yo, son, like, okay. You got you. <laughs> you got it. I know you're a baby, but be an adult for 10 minutes. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm like, I, uh-uh, not, not during the game. But, I mean, 
don't get me wrong. So this was my thing, right? Obviously, we started the game a little slow. Nobody, because, you know, we've been rolling all year long, yeah. right? So when we started the game slow, everybody was like, oh, okay, here comes Dabo. Here comes Clemson. Yeah. And I, I didn't panic. I didn't panic because I knew, like, okay, we're going to take some time. And I knew, and this is one thing that I knew coming in. Clemson wasn't just going to lay down and roll over. Yo, and yeah. For everybody that thought that, you obviously don't watch football and you obviously don't know football. But Clemson wasn't going to come in and roll over, and I knew that they had a fantastic coach, and I knew that whatever happened in the first half, there was going to be adjustments made at halftime on both sides. Oh, right. Yeah. So when we went in at halftime and we were up. Clemson's a great team for adjustments, too. Yeah. When we were up, my, my, the whole time at halftime, I'm telling my wife, I'm like, I know Dabo's going to make some adjustments, and I have to see how we respond. Yeah. Right. They came out of the, they came out of halftime score boom first possession score and I was like okay that at that point right there that's when I was like because oh. Coach O's never been there before LSU this is our first time being there in forever yeah. since 2007 so I mean not 2007 I'm sorry 2012 when we lost to Alabama but I didn't like I didn't know how we were going to respond to that and but I appreciate the way that we responded that and that tells me one thing and one thing only. Those coaches on that LSU sideline had them boys ready. Whatever yeah. was said, whatever was said at halftime, whatever was said even before the game, I salute y'all. So, Coach O, man, congratulations. Um, when you got hired, I didn't know if you were going to be the the coach for us, but I appreciate it. I, I would never trade you for the world. I like you over Les Miles now. You're my guy. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. All right? <laughs> I'm telling y'all right now, like, people trying to count us out because we're losing – all of these players, and we lost our defensive coordinator. We lost our offensive coordinator, but that's what happens when you win championships. Alabama's been going through it for years, all right? But one thing that I do know is we're LSU. We're going to continue getting these good athletes, and we're we going to be there. Believe that. Well, we'll see. <laughs> but is the LSU Tigers the best college football team ever? Because they ran a table this season. They not only beat teams, but they smacked teams. Yes, we did. Like crazy. So, you guys the best team ever? Putting your putting aside your fandom. Okay. Set aside okay. your fandom. Okay. Not set aside LSU fan Zach and give me uh give me Zach, the birds of a feather reporter. <laughs> if I had to say who's the best team to ever play college football and win a championship. After my research, I'm going to say the 2001 Miami Hurricanes is the best team ever. Why? One, they beat teams by an average of 34 points. Two, on the defensive side of the ball, teams averaged 9.8 points against them all season long. Three, they had NFL greats on the bench. <laughs> What? Uh, on the bench. What, they, so they had greats on the bench. What school is that? Miami? University of Miami. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, University of Miami Hurricanes. And then I would say um the 1995 Nebraska Cornhuskers, they had I don't I, I I don't know because I wasn't there, so I'm not gonna say that they were the best team. I did get to see the 2003 USC Trojans. I did get to see the 05 uh, Texas Longhorns, and I did get to see the 2019 LSU Tigers. And I will say LSU is the second greatest team to ever play. 
I didn't ask you a second. I didn't ask you all that. I said, are they the best team? So, no. Next. <laughs> Listen, I had to put that out there. But, I mean, you got to think. We scored the most points of any college team. All right. We, like, the only thing, the only thing that kind of stunned us was our defense. Teams average 22 points a game against us on defense. Yeah. And obviously, 22 is a lot more than 9.8 points a game. And when I think about a full team, offense, defense, special teams, obviously, if you're beating a team by yeah. 34 points and you're only, your defense is only allowing nine points, that, that's, that's, that's a best. great team. Yeah. yeah, that's a great team. But we're a close second, bro. We, it might be 1A, 1B. You know what they say about second place, right? The first losers. <laughs> that that kind of burned a little bit. Like, jeez. Doesn't matter though, because guess what? In the past year, guess who's the best team? LSU, bro. We just proved it. Listen, 2019, 2020, college football playoff, national champions. So LSU is the best college football team. Who is the best NBA team right now? Do you have what a lot of people are saying? Do you have the Bucks up there? Zacchaeus. Yes. Yes. They're the best team right now at this point in this NBA season. Is that just because they have the best record? Are you saying that just because they have the best record? They're they're have you watched the Bucks lately? I watch everybody. I have NBA TV. They're like sma- they're they're smashing teams though. Yeah. Like you can see complete dominance. Giannis is complete dominance right now. The team in a as a whole, is dominant. Yeah. But this is, we're not even at the halfway point of the season, though. So, but if you ask me right now who's the best team in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks are the best team in the NBA. They're playing the best and they have the best record. To me, they're the best right now. What about you, sir? <laughs> you already know who my best team in the NBA is. Don't right say now. it because that's not even fair. Don't the say Philadelphia it. Don't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Who, like, who, what fan? Like, he tells me to put my phantom to the side all the time, and I swallow my pride, and I put it to the side. I can never ask him to put his phantom to the side. It doesn't work when it comes to the Sixers at all whatsoever. We are, though. We're not playing the best, but we are the best. Sixers Nation, stand up. If if we lose some viewers because of what you're stating right now, I'm going to be highly upset with you, sir. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. The best team in the NBA right now. I don't want to say the Bucks just because they have the best record. I'm just saying the best team all around that I know can win in the end. That's how I think of it. The Sixers! <laughs> yes! Sixer Nation! No, I'm not wavering off that. Sixer Nation. <laughs> Listen, you can't be the man that knows what he wants, man. But I, I will say this, though. I will say this. Los Angeles Lakers, I think, are slept on. And I think that veteran-laden team, are just they're just going through the motions right now. And I, I don't think anybody really understands that. But I'm I'm looking yeah. from the outside looking in like they're just going through the motions. They're yeah. just trying to make it to the end. They're trying to all be healthy yes. and make it to the end. That's, That's why it. the playoffs are so fun because once you get to the playoffs, it's a whole different everything season. Everything turns up. And they're all vets. And they're all vets. So am I am I am I changing from do I think the Lakers are going to win the chip still? No, the Lakers are going to win the chip. Mark my words. 
I would love for Boston to be there. That would be great. That would be such amazing. I would have the best year ever. If the Eagles would have, listen, if the, even if we would just would have made it out of the first round of the playoffs, I would have been, I would have said, oh, this is the greatest, like, this is the best season I'm ever having in sports because my Eagles wasn't supposed to be there. Uh-huh. I don't care what nobody says. Uh-huh. I don't care what's going on. And our boy, the mailman, you know, our boy, been chopping it with him every day. And we've been saying the same thing. He's like, he's like, yo, bro, like, he's like, you're right, man. We wasn't supposed to be there, you know? And, and it's like, if, you, if you're a real fan and you're looking at it, it's like, okay, like, thank, okay, it was an okay season. Good job, guys. Good way, yeah, way to mean, finish the season. Awesome way to finish. Season. Way to finish the season. But man, I would I would love to see the Boston Celtics in there in the end. I would love to see <sighs> Boston Celtics Lakers old rivalry. You know, don't don't count it out though. I know we talked about this before, especially but, if we get a big man at the trade deadline. But let's get back to it for for those of you out there who's keeping track of Zach's fandom. Let's go to a segment called "Does It Make Sense?" Zach's fandom. So, this segment is sponsored by Heath Film and Photo. Now, in this segment, this is where we talk about whether Zach's fandom makes sense. So, let's ask a few questions, shall we? Zach, where are you from? Las Vegas, Nevada. Interesting. And Zach, who's your favorite football team? The Philadelphia Eagles. Hmm. And Zach, who's your favorite college sports team? LSU Tigers. Hmm. Louisiana, you say? Yes, sir. Interesting. And who's your favorite basketball team? The Boston Celtics. Oh, that's very interesting. So he likes Louisiana, the amazing state of Louisiana. He likes the amazing state of Massachusetts, Boston, Massachusetts. That's where Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts. And he likes Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. That's interesting. So can you explain this? Yes. He can explain it. So that's the end of the segment. Thanks for listening, guys. (laughs) Listen, listen, listen. First of all, I have valid reasonings behind all of them. You're only uh, this is what I'll give you. You're okay. You have two valid reasons for your college team and for your NFL for your football team. Right. Those are your two valid reasons. Your basketball team makes no sense. Bro, my favorite. Go ahead. Tell us your my favorite player. You know who my favorite player is of all time. Okay. But here's the thing. My who's my favorite player of all time? Joel Embiid. I'm just playing Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson, okay? <laughs> Allen Iverson is my number one player of all time. He, to me, is the best player ever. Okay? I don't care what nobody says. He's my best player ever. Okay. Shout out to AI. If you ever want to come on the show, my boy! My boy! He lives, hey. he lives in North Carolina, so we will come bring the show to you, AI. You Facts. You're worth it. So, um, you mean I'll send you a letter to your mailbox? <laughs> just, just, just fill it out he and send it back. He to actually me. will. He actually. Will. <laughs> so AI, AI's my best player. He got traded to the Denver Nuggets. Okay, did the Nuggets become my best team? My most favorite team? No, I rolled with the Sixers. Okay, the Nuggets were my second best team. Wherever, whatever team AI went to was my new second best team. I looked at did the Sixers win, and I looked at did my second best team the Nuggets win. Then he went to Detroit. They were my second best team. Then he went, well, first he went to Memphis. He went to Memphis. They were my second best team. Then he went to Detroit. They were my second best team. Then he came back to Philly, and I was hyped. Then he stopped playing. But he was my best player, but he, but bro, that makes no sense. It it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. So you said Paul Pierce is your favorite player. Yes. Okay, so Paul Paul Pierce went to go play for. The Nets. He yeah. played for the Wizards. Yeah, and then he played for the um, the Clippers. Yes. So the, did those teams become your favorite best team? Because the last team he was on was the Clippers. So are they your favorite team? No. Why? Because. Okay, I want to paint this picture for you. Right. You know me. I'm a football guy. 
right? Yeah. I believe football. Yeah. And I'm a basketball guy. Right. That's you, why we work so well. Right. You believe basketball. So I'm always watching football. I don't care. It can be it can be little tykes football. Yeah. And they out there hitting. I'm gonna watch it. Like, yeah, my boy, you out there making plays. That's how I feel about basketball. You know what I'm saying? So I'm always watching football. So when I when I first started watching basketball, I've seen Paul Pierce go crazy yeah. for the Boston Celtics. So I'm like, yo, this this dude's balling. Let me watch him again. And I kept watching him. And I kept watching him. And he kept getting better. Kept getting better. Kept getting better. Then he got a big three. Kept getting better. Kept getting so I'm like, chip. Yeah, won a chip. Finals MVP. Like, my guy, man. He's my guy. Like he and, and the thing and the thing I love about him most is he was a pure dog, bro. Like he he wasn't no sissy. He wasn't, bro, he was a dog. Like he was like, yo, you can't guard me. And you couldn't. And he was like, and, and he's one of those, like, you know, those fat kind of basketball players that's really good and really skilled. That's him, bro. Yeah. He was like not the basketball guy, but was a basketball guy. Yeah. And that you know, that's that's how I feel like. That that's just kind of made me just lock in with him. I was uh, it's funny you said that. I was listening to I tell I say this all the time, but I really like uh, Bill Simmons' podcast, and he has my new favorite podcast of all time called The Book of Basketball, and he just did The Book of Basketball Pyramid on Reggie Miller, and Reggie Miller is my second best player of all time. I love Reggie Miller. Been a huge fan of Reggie Miller. And he had Shea Serrano on there on his last episode talking about Reggie Miller. And that's why the reasons why you like uh, Paul Pierce was kind of like it kind of mirrored the reasons why he loved Reggie Miller. And he grew up a huge Reggie Miller fan. He was like, yo, like players like Paul Pierce and players like Reggie Miller, you don't see them guys anymore. Like Reggie Miller was this skinny, non-basketball playing looking guy who was a dog on the court was. who talked all trash and backed it up and gave you that work you know what i mean nice. and so was paul pierce paul pierce talked trash and gave you that work you know what i'm saying so <laughs> i just think it's great man i you don't see players like that no more which i miss man it has a thing to do with the generation we're in how these players are more friends than foes and then it has to do with um, the NBA, too, and how they don't allow you to do as much as you used to do back then. You used to be able to hit guys and talk trash. Even in Paul Pierce's era, like, it was a little prime, tougher. It was a little tougher. It was tougher than it yeah. is now. You know what right. I mean? You can, get, you can get away with more stuff that you can't get away with at all now. Can't even attempt now because you'll get suspended for three games. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I do miss players like that. I love players like that. But it doesn't make sense. Just just be a just be a Philly fan. No, you know, and you know what's crazy? Speaking of that. He said, like, you can't do any of that stuff anymore. Tristan Thompson last night, he got ejected from the game because oh, yeah. he smacked Jay Crowder on the behind. Because Jay Crowder was on another team. Yeah. You go around smacking your, your team's butts all the time. No. I've seen players slap other players on the butt all the time. I've seen it all the time. The difference between that is Jay Crowder didn't like it. He was like, yo. He was just like, he's not allowed to do it. And then it's just like, uh, uh, you're out of here. Yeah, that's insane. That's retarded. Bro. It's crazy. I, I do not like that at all. I, I hate even the NFL too. Like the direction that the NFL is going and the direction that the NBA is going. Well, so, I, okay, so let's let's talk like about that. that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about what is professional sports coming to? Are these athletes, these uber talented athletes, are they getting to this pinnacle and saying, "I finally made it. I'm able to take care of myself, take care of my family, so I'm not going to take the, I'm not going to give everything I have to this game because it's not worth it. Like it's just a game." Is is that the new mindset now? 
Like no, I don't think it's the players so much. I really think it is the leagues. Like as far as I mean, we have the most talent in these leagues in the NFL and in the NBA that we've ever had. Mm-hmm. It's the most talent now than we ever had because of the global aspect, at least for the NBA. How they not only have the best players in our country, but they have the best players in the world. Mm-hmm. So we have more talent than ever before. Luca. Yeah, we have more talent than ever before. But like it's they see that talent and they want to and the NFL is saying we want to protect players. NBA is saying it too, we want to protect players. But like that competitive edge is what's fun. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what started them when they were little to be. Yeah, to like there. that's what's fun. And I don't know about you, but people rank best players from from different aspects. I know certain things you have to put up there like chips, you got to put up there and different things. A lot of people don't put chips up there, but um a huge ranking for me and looking at that best player was their attitude, was their demeanor. And that's why I mean I love LeBron. I do. LeBron's the best player ever, but that's a tick off his box for me, his demeanor, the way he carries himself on the court. Now, there has been a select few times where he carried himself on the court like, I'm that dude. Look. <laughs> and I love that. It's weird because I hate when, when he was younger. He, when he was younger, he was really on that. Yeah. I, I really don't like conceitedness, but when it comes to on the court, I love it. I do. I love it. Now, off the court, stop. <laughs> now, I was done. But on the court, I love that. I'm, I'm that dude. You know what I mean? And he showed that a few times. Like the number one time he ever did it was when he blocked uh, Steph Curry's shot in the finals in Cleveland. This was, I think it was the, the year that they won. Not the last year that Golden State won. The year that the year before when Draymond Green got kicked in the nuts. When Draymond Green kicked LeBron in the nuts, he got ejected. Um, LeBron James blocked his shot. And then remember he looked back at Steph Curry like, bring that weak stuff in here. <laughs> They was bickering. Yeah, I was like, bickering. okay. And Steph was like, eh, y'all I don't lose anyway. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay. But like, I love stuff like that. So that's why I love Reggie Miller and AI and Kobe Bryant and Bird and Magic and all these old guys and Rasheed Wallace and players like that that was like, would give you buckets and would tell you, I'm giving you buckets. But there's, I love that. But, and, and, but, and they, but they took that away. Is what they I'm did. And there's a, but there's a few guys who you see those traits in like now. A few young guys. So like, yeah, a few. Like Trey has that. Trey has that. Like, I know I'm a dog out here. Like, you know, he scores and shimmy. Yeah. And da, but da, 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 da. Because you're allowed to do that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the killer mentality. I'm talking about the dog mentality that like, I'm going to get buckets on you. And talk trash. You know what I mean? The Gary Paytons, the Reggie Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Gary Payton, or not Gary Payton, Reggie Miller ripped the heart out of the Knicks. Not only (laughs) ripped the heart out of them, but taunted the crowd. Like, Like, taunted them. Like, you don't see that now. Like, you just don't see it. Tonic Spike Lee, that was hilarious. Yeah, sometimes you'll see a player on a crowd by waving their finger at the crowd or putting their ear up to the crowd. Every once in a while, you'll see that. But a guy like Reggie Miller did that crap all the time. He would rip your heart out and then look at you. <laughs> hey, we did it. Yeah, that's we what did I'm it. saying. I miss that. And, I, and, and I'm trying to think because, like, while you're going through that, I'm going through my head. Like, okay, is there any player like that in the league? Is there the, any player? Okay, like here's that the, the closest. I thought about anybody? it already. The closest player that's like that is Draymond Green. Draymond Green has set a precedent. He talks so much trash and gets in people's face and yells so much that. There's a double standard for him. Like he'll yell at the ref, and he won't get a T because it's Draymond Green. That's they know. They know does. the passion. But if Dame Lillard yells at the ref like Draymond Green did, Dame Lillard's getting a T. Boop. Yeah, because he don't. 
do that as that's much. That's not his demeanor. That's not his demeanor. Exactly. Jimmy. Jimmy's one. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Butler is another one. That's a good one. Jimmy's Jimmy one. Butler's one. Draymond Green is one. Russell Westbrook is another one. Russell is. Yep. Russell Westbrook will dunk on you. He could have played back in the day. Oh, yeah. He could Russell liked, Westbrook would dunk he on you played back in and the day. talk all trash. Okay? Um, and that's about it. I mean, who else? There's not, really not that many out there. There's guys that do talk trash from here to here, but these guys consistently give you buckets and talk trash. Yeah. Consistently. Like, and, I would say if, if he was able to give buckets the way he used to, Carmelo would be like that too because Carmelo – you know, Carmelo will talk. Carmelo will talk trash to you, yeah. like period. Like, yo, like, I'm giving you buckets right now. Like, like, yo, you can't guard me. I'm giving you buckets. You think yeah. when he go for when he go for a rebound to this day, you hear what he says? <laughs> what do you mean? He, get the f out of here! Yo, that's every hilarious. single time, that's every single so time funny. he gets the board, he get that. the f out of here! Yeah. Like, oh, I got that. <laughs> like, <all> right, relax. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> he doesn't against his old teammates too. He's mine. He just but got I, back in the league a few weeks ago. Relax. I think I think if he was able to score at the volume that he was, you know, he used to be able to score that, he would definitely be one of those guys. But eh, maybe. And maybe. I mean, I think LeBron doesn't do it because he doesn't have to do it. But it's a whole mentality. No, not that he, it's not that you have to do it. It's just that it's fun. It's better. It's it's that competitive edge. You know what I mean? It's just that demeanor, that killer mentality, and that killer demeanor. To me, is what makes great players. You know what I mean? You name the top players, they all had that in them. They yeah, all had that in them. And LeBron just he picks and chooses when he wants to have that killer mentality. Mm-hmm. But and and a lot of people defend him because like killer mentality is like at the end of the game, like I'm getting the ball no matter what. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And LeBron James is like, yeah, he's gonna get the ball, but he's gonna make the right basketball. Yeah, he's play. gonna make the basketball plays. Whereas Kobe play. Bryant is like, you could quadruple team him. You could go five it. players. All five I'm of your players could it. be in his face, and the rest of the four players could be open for a layup to win the game. And Kobe is like, nah. He'll look at all four and be like, hmm. Pass to them and win nah. the game easily, or just raise up over top of four guys and score. I'm raising up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I love Kobe for that. Yeah, man. that's what I'm saying. So I don't know, man. So it, it really, it all depends, but I just miss that in the league. You know yeah. what I mean? I just miss that. Yeah, maybe we should write a letter to all the players. Like, yo, y'all are tripping out here. What's, what is up with you and letters? <sighs> Why are we writing letters? Why can't we just send DMs? <laughs> you know, I don't have social media, so I don't really think first DMs. <laughs> first thing I think about is either a text message or write a letter. What are we, in the 90s? A letter. <laughs> a letter. An addendum. <laughs> I don't even know how to send a letter anymore. Where do I put the, where do I put the stamp at? There's no use stamps. I don't even know. It's, cra- it's, it's crazy, but I mean... Like I said, just getting back, just getting back to the fact that these major league sports, man, like all they care about is the bread now because that's what the world cares about. The world, and it's all social media's fault. This is like all it is is social media's fault. You know that, right? All of it is. Explain. Yes, perfect. Listen, if everybody didn't see, dang, bro, he. He got all the bread. He got a Bentley. He got a little mods. Look at his mansion. Oh, my God. He has a bed that's inside of the ground under a pool. How cool is that? Like, it's getting to the point where it's just getting ridiculous as far as people are comparing X's and O's and like, okay, my life needs to be like that. Okay, well, how can my life be like that? Well, I got to have all this bread. So let me let me go be a great athlete until I get this bread. And then once I get this bread, I'm good, bro. Me and my family good. Me and my boys. Oh, Cabo, Cabo. <laughs> Cabo, everybody Cabo, everybody, we all going to Cabo. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what they care about now because the world just cares about 
saying what you have yeah. and, and living, you know what I'm saying? And living like, and living lavishly. And, and while you're living lavishly, being able to share that with everybody else that's looking at you like, what are you going to do next? I think about the, the Miller Light commercial. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy that's running around with, with all the followers behind him, and then he walks into the bar. Like, he like, he stops. So he comes out of his apartment. He like, well, he's in his apartment. He looks out his peephole. He sees like all his followers that he has on Instagram or whatever. So he's like, hmm, can't go that way. So he jumps out the window and takes off running. All his followers come running around the corner. Ah, ah, ah. Then he looks at the bar. He looks at the bar because he's like, damn, my boy's in there. I'm going to go chill with my real friends. You know what I'm saying? And so he looks at the bar and then he's like, he turns back around the crowd and the crowd's just like waiting for him to make a move. And he takes his shoe and like throws it to the crowd. And they're like, what? it goes in slow motion. They're like fighting over it. Like, oh, give me the shoe. And then he just walks into the bar, shoeless. <laughs> and then it's like the Miller Lite commercial. Like a few, a few thousand, I mean, a, a, a few friends is better than a lot, a lot of thousand yeah, friends yeah, or something yeah. like that. So it's just, that's just what the world is coming to. Like nobody cares about nothing but being able to show what you have. And the only way you're able to show what you have is by you having bread. And you being able to put that out there for people to see. And I think that's what the world, like, it's You know what crazy. I think is messing everything up? Sensitivity. I think the fact that everyone's so sensitive, you can't say nothing, you can't do that. Oh, my God. No, get hurt. No, he shouldn't play football because we're going to get hurt. No, we shouldn't do this. We're gonna get hurt. And it goes oh, back God. to like social media, too. Sensitivity. But that sensitivity brings us to the next topic, talking about my boy, Dame Dollar and Russell Westbrook. They got beef. And my question for you is, why does Russell Westbrook always talk trash on Dame Dollar? Why? You just stated it. Why? He's he's a pure dog. And he doesn't care if he's having a bad game. He doesn't care if he's having a good game. It's not going to change who he is at the end of the day on that court. He's a dog regardless. So, Dame, if you're going to talk crazy to me, I'm going to talk crazy to you too. Because don't don't get me wrong. Don't think Dame just be... Dame no, talk, no, Dame. Dame talk crazy. Dame be talking too, but he, Dame don't ever start it. Dame got the crazy meme where he made the big shot and looking at him like... That's why. That, see, that's, that's what I was about to say. That's what I was about to say. They've been going back and forth all the time. But what I don't understand is Dame Dalla always gets the last laugh. He always gets the last laugh. But Russell Westbrook keeps coming back. Like, Russell Westbrook acts like, oh, you can't guard me. I'm that dude. If I'm Dame, I'm like, we always beat you on a regular season. No matter what team you're on, we beat you in the playoffs. And we make you look bad. I hit daggers in your eye all the time. I outplay you all the time. When he was with OKC, in the regular season, scored more points than him, outplayed him, won, and then looked at him. Well, yeah, go home. <laughs> then made it to the playoffs and hit that crazy step back, 35, 40 foot three over Paul George, and then waved him goodbye. Bye, Russell. Now he's with Houston. Again, Blazers, Houston, Dame Dollar said something to him. Dame Dollar did say something to him. Mm-hmm. Dame Dollar said something or whatever. And the rest of us was like, so what? You can't guard me. A fa- a fa- he said, a foul is a bucket. You can't guard me. So then what happens? The Blazers whoop up on Houston. Actually, Blazers lost last night. No, against Houston. They oh, won. against Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against Houston, they won. Yeah. Blazers, Blazers beat Houston. Not it wasn't last night. They played um, Two the Mavericks ago. last night. Yeah, but they played Houston again. They played it back to back. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, when you think of Russell Westbrook and you think of Damian Lillard, they're both just dogs. Like facts. There's no, there's nothing you can take away from that, and that's that goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning, man. This is what this is what we miss in the NBA. Yep. I wish there were more stories. I wish our board was filled with more stories of this happening. Yeah. I wish people hated each other. 
But it doesn't everyone had like that mentality that. as Giannis. I don't have no friends. Yeah, facts. The Greek freak. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's clutch for that. But like I said, man, I mean, we can we can start acting like that. You I hate you, bro. You're the worst. I, I hate you. We're against each other. <laughs> but no, we're on the same team, the birds of a feather team. Episode 15. Birds of a feather. Season two. Yes. Listen, sir. guys, listen. We are gonna be having guests, like I told you last episode, more guests on our show. Um, we're gonna try to bring guests on more often. So we're gonna be having guests in studio and we're gonna be having guests on the phone as well. Facts. Stay tuned for that. Um, like I said, like, share, uh, you know, let everyone ask us questions too. Please, I really, please, please, like we said do before, that. we wanted to do um a segment where we ask uh where we answer questions on the air. So we have a a, a Twitter, the BO the BOAF podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. So go ahead and tweet us, ask us some questions, and we will answer them live on the air. Birds of a feather. Episode 15. Deuces. Birds of a feather. Birds of a feather.